The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. This show gives insight and knowledge of Reiki and various other healing modalities through sharing and information and experiences. I am your host, Paula Vale, and today's show is titled Reiki Beyond Yusui. Today I will be joined by my co-host and partner, Kristen Eichel. Kristen is a certified hypnotherapist, birth doula, Yasui Reiki master teacher, and certified advanced theta healer. Kristen will be joining me in interviewing my very special guest, William Lee Rand. William Lee Rand is the founder and president of the International Center for Reiki Training, the Center for Reiki Research, and the Reiki Membership Association. William has authored several books and over 100 Reiki articles and 12 CDs. I have had the privilege of attending one of William's classes. I am so honored to have William join us today. Kristen and William, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Paula, thank you so much. And William, thank you very much for joining us because your work has really been uh, informative to millions of people around the world. Can you please just take a second and just give us the thumbnail sketch? How did you become sort of the the center head of the Reiki movement at this moment? (laughs) Well, actually, I didn't intend to do that, but I just did the best (laughs) job I could, and I just kept going for years, and I guess it it happened. But, um, you know, I became uh, interested in Reiki Way back in 1981, and prior to that, actually, I was on a, my, a spiritual path, and I was uh, taking various trainings, and I would take a training and uh, stay with it until I could do what they were t- teaching, and I'd go on to something else. So I have quite a background and uh, a wide spectrum of metaphysical studies. But then I got into Reiki, and I also had a, biz- uh, you know, a business background as well. So when I started Reiki, uh, involved with Reiki in 81 and then eventually became a teacher in 89, I could see that I could, you know, develop my uh, Reiki practice uh, to a great extent and was very happy to have actually fallen into the practice of Reiki, um, get involved with it. But, uh, yeah, just over, over years I've, uh, you know, kept going and developed uh, one facet of my practice after another, you know, the magazine and the membership association and the research and so forth, and I just do it full-time. I've been doing it full-time since 1989. It's such a blessing, uh, truly, that 
when you get the call and you just respond appropriately. And I think that anybody who's on the spiritual path or anybody who is trying to evolve themselves out of where they have been, perhaps in circumstances or life choices that are no longer serving them, to listen to that quiet, still voice within that says, take the left at the big tree up above, right? And you start to follow that new journey. And how do you think that Reiki can really help evolve in this new paradigm of people waking up to that voice of spirit within? Well, I think, you know, Reiki doesn't have a direct connection to the source or God, higher power, whatever you want to call it. And one of the things that helped me is my uh, teacher in 1982 said that Reiki could actually guide your life. And uh, I was impressed with that, and really that was something I needed. And so I created a prayer for myself, and the prayer was, guide me and heal me so that I might be of greater service to others. And I said that prayer intently every day, guide me and heal me so that I might be of greater service to others. And this, uh, the spiritual path just opened up for me at that point. And so I, I believe anyone can um, request that guidance and they can receiving it. Reiki is right there for them and uh, will guide your life. Well, it certainly seems to have guided yours into a variety of circumstances. You have the Reiki Peace Grids. You have worldwide meditations that meet monthly, which is quite profound. Can you speak about that for just a moment? Because it, it really is something very powerful and very special that's rippling outwards and gaining momentum. Yeah, well, I, um, way back in 99, I... Um, I, want, you know, I heard of someone that had gone to the North Pole to meditate, and I thought, gee, you know, I want to do that. And so I looked it up on the Internet and found actually that um, there were expeditions that went up there. And so I called one of the people involved, and he said, well, we have you know, an expedition going up to the North Pole, and we're going to have a plane pick up uh, the, you know, the dog sled team. And you could be on that plane and go to the North Pole. So I thought, wow, yes, I want to do it. <laughs> and so I thought, well, you know, I, I want to do more than just go up there. I'm going to meditate for world peace. And I thought, well, I need to leave something there. And that evolved into the, the idea of the world peace grid. And so I went up there in, um, it was actually May of 97, and uh, the North Pole, and I left a peace grid up there. And when I got back... I realized, well, it's kind of out of balance to just have one at the North Pole. I'm going to have to go to the South Pole, too. So I researched that, and so in 99, that's when I went down to the South Pole. It was December of 99. and put the peace grid at the South Pole. And then I had the good fortune of going to Jerusalem. Uh, I was invited there to teach a Reiki class, and the energy there was so phenomenal. I thought, wow, you know, this is really something. And, of course, um, Jerusalem, the old city, is... Um, is the place where uh, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam all, you know, are represented. And I thought, gee, what a great place for a peace grid. And so I uh, taught a class there in an actual art gallery, and so that's where I left the peace grid, was in an art gallery in the old city of Jerusalem. So that's where the three uh, significant uh, placements were made. And uh started sending out um, notices about our monthly meditation. And so... Not only do individuals uh, send Reiki to the peace grids to charge them uh, for world peace, but also there are fully illumined beings that are part of the whole project, and they're protecting the process and directing it to a higher level of consciousness. And so we now have over, uh, there have been over, uh, around 350,000 downloads of images of the peace grid. So we know we have a lot of people doing it each month. That's truly a, a 
beautiful vision and a remarkable place to come from. And I, and I love how it just sort of started with this impetus of, I want to go there. I want to be part of that. I want to hold something. And that you allow the journey to unfold. Had you have been given the download in 1996, hey, guess what you're going to do, William? <laughs> you're going to go yeah. this and half a million people are going to meditate on this. It might have been a little bit daunting at that time to take that on then. Yeah, that's what I found. Just what you're saying is that it's something that evolves over time for me, and I, I, I don't always know where I'm going or what I'm going to be doing. I just know the next step. And, you know, uh, the next step I can usually deal with, and also there's a lot of help around it. And I don't know where these steps are going to go ultimately, but they end up being something phenomenal. And I realize that actually I have grown into being able to fulfill this purpose Whereas, like you're saying, if I had been told at the beginning you have this, you know, amazing, you know, process is going to unfold, I would say, wait a minute, I can't do that. That's too much. I, you know, but because I evolved over time, like it was a part of my own growth in fulfilling the, the purpose, um, I was able to do it. And so I think, you know, often when we're on our spiritual path, people are wondering, well, what's my purpose? What do I, what am I supposed to be doing? And usually what happens is that you're shown the next step, but you're not really shown the ultimate your goal that you're moving towards. And so it's just that next step. And if you take that next step, it's like you've passed the test, you've learned the lesson, and then you're ready for the step after that, and then the one after that. And so your life purpose unfolds in that way, which actually is better because often most people would be overwhelmed if they knew ultimately what they're supposed to be doing. I think that's really beautifully put, and I think it's very true. We we can overwhelm ourselves with our limitations and our sense of of smallness or our ego, saying, "Oh, I couldn't possibly do that. I'm not built for that. I'm I'm clearly built for something else over here." Well, spirit may have different designs on that, <laughs> and when you exactly, give yourself yeah. over to hearing that and just trusting, okay, now I'm going to the North Pole, or now I'm going to go teach a class in Jerusalem, the next step becomes the unfoldment in that path. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I know that, Paula, you had the experience of your next evolution in the path when you went from becoming Reiki Master Teacher into working with the next level of the Karuna. Would you like to speak about that and and jump in on the Karuna experience for you? Yes. uh, I actually went into the Karuna a couple years ago when William was in Seattle, and I absolutely fell in love with these new symbols uh fell in love with with William I just was so inspired by him and it really prodded me to just go full force with you know sharing teaching and bringing the, the world more reiki information and and doing more and it gave me more a mindset I was a little more fearful. Can I have a Reiki practice? Can I, you know, will I succeed? I let all of that go. I said, I am giving it to source. I believe in my Reiki. I believe in source. And I will let things manifest. And things just started to manifest. I won an award for the best in Tacoma 2013 in wellness. I'm approached by Voice America. I have students and clients coming when I'm not even advertising. And it's really, it all triggered when I opened up and it's, I expanded and I became more confident after that Karuna class. And I loved the symbols. 
because I could hone in on particular things. So I felt like it really aided me in bringing this new vibration of these new symbols into my Reiki practice. And I have yet to take the Holy Fire class, so I am very excited about that. Um, having just taken the Holy Fire this weekend, I can assure you that it is a very, it's a very different experience. William, I wanted to ask you that specifically. I, I just did my Karuna Holy Fire together. And, yeah, yeah. And um, having been a master practitioner for a little while and then kind of coming into this next place, it almost, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong or you'll jump in on this, it feels like a parallel path with Reiki, um, holding hands, but each having their own um, personality, if you will. Do you want to weigh in on that? That's just my experience, sure. oh, my whole 24 yeah. hours of attunement here. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it works. Um, you know, the first class is actually the um, Holy Fire, it's the Asui Holy Fire ART Master Class. So it's, you know, Holy Way. It's the Holy Fire Karuna Reiki class. So the uh, it's, you still have the same um, Karuna symbols, but the Holy Fire there is the master symbol. So it imbues and empowers all of the other symbols. So, yeah, it works in conjunction with uh, what you would call Reiki, although... Some people would call holy fire, you know, a type of Reiki as well. Well, that that's the thing that I found very interesting. So my and I and I'm an experiential person, like a lot of other people who are in the healing field or the teaching field. We have to go with our gut. We have to go with our intuition because we're walking where there truly are no roadmaps anymore. It's being downloaded this new information. Just as you got your downloads, we start to get this information and have to respond appropriately. I felt as if the symbols, the symbols feel like energetic markers to me. I'm, I'm a big believer in sacred geometry and, and the language of the universe coming through the, the energy that is represented by these symbols. The holy fire to me felt more like, a, dare I even say, a consciousness different from the symbols. You want to wait? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It is, it is a consciousness. And in fact, the holy fire has been with us for thousands of years. It's not, you know, recent. And it's, uh, what is new though is of course it's, um, combination with Reiki because Reiki, the attunement or now what we call the ignition makes it possible for anyone to connect with the Holy Fire. The Holy Fire really, you know, was in the Bible. It was the burning bush that didn't burn. That was the Holy Fire. The Holy Fire led the children of Israel out of um, Egypt into the, the Promised Land. That was the flame at night or the cloud during the day. And uh, it was the, the energy that came down at uh, the time of Pentecost and was the Holy Fire. So the Holy Fire has been a, a spiritual energy that has been available for a long time, although it's been relatively difficult to gain access to it. But now, uh, when it has merged with the, the process, the Reiki process, we now have what's called the ignition, which is similar to an attunement, that actually uh, allows the Holy Fire to uh, be placed inside of your field. And it is a living flame. Uh, it's a very healing, um, transformative type of flame that's placed within your field. And it's there actually healing and guiding you. It is a consciousness, most definitely. It has a presence, and so it's there to guide you, heal you, purify, and empower. It's, it's really quite profound, and my, my experience of it has continued to unfold, obviously, in the last few hours, and I'm, I know it will take some time to continue opening up. But you're going to give us a gift, which is going to look like a meditation. We're going to go to commercial in a moment. So when we come back, 
you're actually going to gift us with the journey to experience this. That's right. It's um, a holy fire meditation, which we call an experience. And during that experience, actually, I'll get people started with what we would call a guided meditation. But then I will stop talking, and the holy fire will take over for each individual and actually guide them individually into a place that's right for them. So the individual will be guided into the threshold and then be carried over the threshold by the holy fire and then have their own experience in that journey on themselves. So just trust the journey, whatever it is, wherever it takes you, correct? That's right. Yeah, you just let go and guide. Uh, a lot of yourself to be inwardly guided. And for some people, it will feel like, you know, a, just a very pleasant feeling of relaxation and peacefulness. And others will have uh, inner experiences, visual effects, and become aware of different energies and so forth that are interacting with them. And, it, you know, it's unique for each individual. It's set up to satisfy whatever that person needs, you know, in the moment. I think it sounds profound. I'm really looking forward to it. And I invite our audience to take a moment to listen to this. If you're driving, please obviously don't do it while you're driving, right? Keep your eyes on the road. Um, but otherwise, you can also come back to this at another time with a podcast and the, and the, re-record, uh, the re-record and listen to it and let yourself deeply go into the experience. Because I can attest that each time I've done this meditation, and I haven't done this particular one, so I'm looking forward to it, I have had some surprisingly vivid and experiential moments. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, William Rand, thank you so much. We're going to get the commercial break right now. And when we come back, you're going to take us on to a journey. Thank you. Paula Vale of For the Love of Reiki has an exciting offer for you. However you may know of Paula, you now have the means of exposing your business through Paula's massive following. Starting at a very conservative $29.99 a month, you can advertise your products and services on Paula's directory. Ask about the priority listing and see what additional perks you can take advantage of. Act immediately to be exposed to millions. To apply, go to lovereikiradio.com and look for the practitioner directory sign-up page. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Are you ready to experience the wonderful healing benefits of Reiki? Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki, one of the top shows on Voice America's health and wellness channel, has put together the Love of Reiki Practitioner Directory. It is a growing list of practitioners and teachers of Reiki and other healing modalities. Go to lovereikiradio.com to search for a practitioner or teacher in your area, as well as products and materials from around the world. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. 
Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Welcome back, everybody, to The Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. I'm Kristen Eichel, and we are joined by the fabulous William Lee Rand, who is really honing this new voice of Reiki and helping it to evolve into the next level and to the next experience. So, William, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. So we're going to be doing a meditation now that you're going to guide us through. Can you tell us a little bit about this meditation, what its intent and purpose is, and how our viewers, uh, audience can listen in and experience it with you? Certainly. This is going to be uh, what's called the Ocean of Holy Love. It's what I call an experience rather than a guided meditation because what I'll be doing is I'll get you into the mood, the state of mind necessary to receive the energy uh, by a short guided meditation, and it'll stop talking. And when I stop talking, actually the Holy Fire will come in, enter into you, and continue to guide you in a way that's exactly appropriate for you. Uh, whether that uh, be uh, a feeling of calm and relaxation or some sort of healing, or you may actually go on an experience into higher dimensions of consciousness or um, have something take place of that nature. It will be unique for each person, and there will be a healing that takes place, and that healing will be unique. It will be on a deep level, and um, it will be something also that will continue to unfold even after the experience. It's like planting seeds, and these seeds will grow and unfold within you afterwards. So that's the uh, ocean of holy love, which I'd like to begin now. Beautiful. Thank you. If you're driving, of course, please do not do this. (laughs) Do this at home when you're safe. And we look forward to the experience. Thank you, William. All right. So I'd like everyone just to make yourself comfortable and take a couple of deep breaths and relax. And... I'd like you to imagine that you're walking on the beach, a very beautiful day. It's calm and peaceful. There's no one there on the beach. And as you look out, there's a beautiful ocean, and this is the ocean of holy love. And within the ocean of holy love, there can be all sorts of healing experiences, relaxation and peacefulness and calm and deep healing, healing of issues that may have been with you for a long time. Uh, the ocean of holy love is like an ocean of liquid light. It's very soothing and healing. But there can also be flames on the surface of the ocean. These flames don't burn, but actually they're very deeply healing and purify- purifying. Or the flames could actually be under the water as well. So just imagine walking along the beach and up ahead there's a log or a place where you can sit and relax for a moment and Just go ahead and allow yourself to sit down and relax. And then I'd like you to imagine that you're listening to the sound of your own breath. And just be aware of your breathing. 
And as you listen to the sound of your breathing, just imagine that it's the sound of the waves washing up onto the beach. And as you breathe out, they roll back into the ocean. The sound of the waves is the sound of your breath. And the experience of the holy fire is coming into you now and beginning to guide you. It's filling you with light. And so just to direct your attention inwardly now, allow the ocean of holy love to guide you. Follow your guidance.
All right. You can continue with your experience as long as you feel ready to do so. But whenever you feel ready, take a couple of deep breaths. Bring your awareness to your eyes. And then slowly open your eyes and come back. And then you might take some time to write down your experiences in a notebook. Thank you for that beautiful experience into the light. Yes. Well, you're welcome. That was so wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, William. Oh, you're welcome. Paula, what did you experience? Anything that you want to share? Oh, um, yes, I'd love to. I felt this beautiful flame come from source and enter my heart chakra. And I slowly felt this beautiful flame, this warmth, this love. It just slowly expanded and filled my whole body, just raised me up. And then my crown chakra opened up and I had all this beautiful love and holy flame coming into my crown chakra it was just absolutely wonderful Mm. absolutely wonderful and just felt such connection to source I love yeah. that you were given the flame into your heart. I actually had a, a, a parallel experience. I was a variety of things. I was brought up into a big rainbow and made to feel all the colors of the rainbow sort of moving through my auric field as if it were sheets of light. I experience it more like aurora borealis, a big sheets of light of these moving colors all around. And and I was playing, um, I was playing cards with Mother Earth and. She was sitting in front of me, and she sort of spread this big deck of cards out in like a circle in front of me and said, choose, choose your card. And I chose one, and she said, ah, it's the bear. You must walk upright with the bear. And she took a giant um, uh, diamond, like a, like a huge crystal diamond, and stuck it into my chest, like right at the thyroid. And it was basically sort of like tap it three times, like Dorothy with the magic slippers, tap it three times for your guidance. And let it, like every time you tap it, it's like it will send these ripples of awareness through you and out into, like it will send the call around you to bring to you what you wish. It's really very profound. Oh, beautiful, Kristen. See, you have this holy light in in some way implanted into your being, but it gets translated in these different ways. And to our audience and our listeners, I would be very interested to hear what your experiences were. What did you discover in this um, something small, something profound that may have altered you, please write to us, email us, and let us know your journey so we can continue to amplify this beautiful work. Absolutely. Yes, email at paula at wellnessinspired.com. Kristen and I would love to hear your experiences and, and what you brought in with this this meditation. And, you know, I... I'm thinking I'm going to be going back in and doing this several times, and I bet it's going to be a little bit different every time. New openings. 
So, William, can you can you speak about this? Because I know you have a variety of beautiful meditations that you make available for people who've never done Reiki before and how these journeys evolve and unfold inside of even the uninitiated. Can you speak to that, please? Sure, yeah. Well, with uh, Holy Fire Reiki, you know, there is the training, but actually there are the experiences, and the experiences are available to anyone, whether you have Reiki or not. And it's just a way that the Holy Fire can come in and help people. And, um, you know, the experiences are not actually admissions. Those are different, but they are experiences guided by the Holy Fire. And they can, people can have a whole range of things take place. And often a lot of the healing is taking place below our level of awareness. So while we may actually have an experience itself consciously, there are things that can take place on a much deeper level. And one of the things that happens with Holy Fire Reiki, including any experiences, is that actually not only is your soul affected, but something even more important is what we call the spirit. And so we have two, two aspects, I think, of our being called the soul and the spirit. And we make a distinction between those two. And the soul is basically everything that we've ever experienced is composed of the ego and all of our beliefs and values and what we've learned from our experiences. It can be, uh, the soul can have parts that are very evolved and you can also have parts that are very unevolved and very crude and um, some parts are injured and need to be healed. Other parts are, are completely healed. So that's, the, that's what we call the soul. But then there's the spirit, which is different. And the spirit actually is the part of us that connects the soul to the source, to God, to the, the Holy Spirit. And uh, the spirit also can be healed, can be upgraded, so that our connection to God is transformed and uh, um, improved. And so uh, in the uh, Holy Love experiences, the Ocean of Holy Love experience, as well as in the Ignitions, the, the, the focus is more so on the spirit, uh, to heal the spirit and to actually improve the, the, the frequencies that the spirit can actually uh, bring down from God. So we know that God, the source, supreme being, is infinite in its potential. And... Uh, so there's a possibility of an infinite level of improvement for us and at least some improvement. So uh, in these experiences, actually, that's what's taking place is the spirit itself is refined so that it can bring down these higher frequencies of consciousness into the soul, and then that's how the soul receives the healing. So um, people have had uh, a refinement of very important aspects of their awareness, such as the ability to love. Not only is their ability to love healed, but also it's refined so that they're aware of much higher frequencies of love than they were before. And the same is true for joy and peace and happiness and creativity and feelings of empowerment and so forth. Uh, not only are they healed, but also they're improved. They as a frequency that people actually are able to experience increases. I, I, think, it's, I think it's beautiful that we have this modality as access point to bring greater and greater energies into our daily experience and onto the planet. So we're going to break for commercial now. When we come back, let's speak a little bit more about that sense of personal responsibility and being able to hold this frequency. And then what do you do after your ignition when we come back? Paula Vale of For the Love of Reiki has an exciting offer for you. However you may know of Paula, you now have the means of exposing your business through Paula's massive following. 
Starting at a very conservative $29.99 a month, you can advertise your products and services on Paula's directory. Ask about the priority listing and see what additional perks you can take advantage of. Act immediately to be exposed to millions. To apply, go to lovereikiradio.com and look for the practitioner directory sign-up page. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Are you ready to experience the wonderful healing benefits of Reiki? Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki, one of the top shows on Voice America's health and wellness channel, has put together the Love of Reiki Practitioner Directory. It is a growing list of practitioners and teachers of Reiki and other healing modalities. Go to lovereikiradio.com to search for a practitioner or teacher in your area, as well as products and materials from around the world. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Welcome back. It's Kristen Eichel here with Paula Vale and William Lee Rand. And we just had a beautiful meditation with the Holy Fire. And William, there's, there's been a lot of different questions and, and this is new energy. This is new information that's coming on. And I know that for some long-time Reikis or for people who are even new to the conversation of what, what is this healing energy anyway, can you please take a moment to guide us through of how this is different, how this actually amplifies the beautiful Usui lineage and where this takes us with our future responsibility? Sure. Yeah, that, that, yeah. there have been some um, some confusion around holy fire. I think, of course, with the Internet, often you get a lot of um, misinformation that's passed around. But, yeah, I'd like to clarify some of the, the point, important points about holy fire Reiki. Well, one of the things that um, I had to do and what people are asked to do when they actually receive an ignition is they actually will receive what's called a pre-ignition. And in the pre-ignition, what happens is anything that's not in alignment with holy fire is at, you know, uh, invited to uh, leave your system. 
And so this can involve various spirits and guides and um, energies. But especially what we found is that if you've had the initiation into the uh, Tibetan symbols, um, those symbols and energies, including the violet breath, are actually not compatible with the holy fire, although anyone who uses them, you know, they're just fine. They, they're, they are useful, they're, they're healing, they're valuable, but if you want to go up to the holy fire, then those energies are asked to leave. And so they're released from your system during the, the pre-ignition, and then during the ignition the holy fire energy is installed. And so if you had been using the Tibetan symbols, including the violet breath, then after that you would no longer be do- using that, those energies in your attunements. If you're a master, you would no longer be using that style of attunement, but you would begin using the holy fire uh, ignition. So um, that's the shift or change that takes place. And so what I was told is Jesus worked with me on this. Jesus actually is the one that introduced Reiki uh, the Holy Fire um, Reiki process to the world, and uh, basically uh, he had worked with the Tibetan symbols and energies as much as he could, but he couldn't take them beyond a certain point, and so that's when he asked me if I would be willing to let go of them so I could receive the Holy Fire. And So I did go along with it, and uh, that's what took place. And so it's not that... Um, you stop using the Asui energy. The Asui energy is just fine. So the Asui symbols, the Asui process, it's only the Tibetan symbols. Now, a lot of people actually like it because the violet breath is actually a rather difficult uh, procedure to use in an attunement. And because of that, some people actually never taught Reiki because they couldn't master the, the, the use of the violet breath. So in the holy fire attunements uh, and ignitions, there is no violet breath, and so they're much easier to do. So that's the main change uh, from one system to another. After you receive Holy Fire, you would then begin using the Holy Fire attunements, which are given for one and two and advanced Reiki, and then the admissions that are done for the master level. Got it. And so therefore you're, you're utilizing the symbols that do continue to work and are able to be upgraded in this new energy, if you will. It's like Reiki 4.0. And that the old operating systems that are kind of clogging up and getting buggy are not able to be upgraded. They are sort of utilized on one level, but they don't make it through the veil to the next level. That, that makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're actually released. And so, um, you know, we honor everyone that chooses not to have holy fire. It's just fine, and there are some people that have chosen not to do that. And uh, so the the, um, the uh, Tibetan symbols are fine for those who choose to use that. But if you want to go to holy fire, then that's where you actually let go. And there is an option there. You know, everything's by free will. If you do choose after you've gotten holy fire, you use it a while. If you choose like, well, you don't really like it, you can go back very easily to the use of the Tibetan symbols and the violent breath if you choose to do that. That's, I'm sure, very comforting for, for people to know that they can try it and feel how it lives and works inside of them and then evolve their own personal choice with the practice as it does. Um, the other thing, too, that I think is very fascinating, and I did not know this when I did my ignition this past weekend. Literally this weekend I did my ignition to Holy Fire and then get the honor of speaking to you today. So spirit moves in truly remarkable ways. I had no idea that the Ascended Master energy that was working with the Holy Fire was the Christ energy. I didn't know that. 
And every single person in our group had the experience of having the Christ energy work with them. And um, some people had uh, Mary visitations. I personally found lots and lots of white doves. And it was surprising for me because that was not what I was looking for or what I was thinking about. And even though I didn't take it to have a religious connotation, I know that many people can get weirded out about the whole idea about religiousness versus the, the working of the energy field. So can you please address that? Because I'm sure that that's a concern for many people. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there are, uh, in, in the Holy Fire Reiki, there are some religious, some terms that sound religious to people. And so I think it's really important to explain them. Um, you know, uh, one thing we like to point out is that uh, religion doesn't own Jesus or the Holy Fire or the Holy Spirit of God. And these uh, energies, these resources are available to everyone regardless of your religious background or lack of religious background. And uh, unfortunately, it appears to most people that these are religious terms when actually they're not. And Jesus has said, he is not a Christian, and uh, neither is God or the Holy Spirit. And they don't need to be uh, part of a religion because they already have what religion is supposed to create. So um, when we use the terms Jesus, Holy Spirit, and God, we're not implying anything religious in any way. And, in fact, there is no dogma, there's no creed, there's no uh, religious practice you have to have with Holy Fire Reiki. It's completely free of any sort of uh, religious, um, religious aspects. And, in fact, it actually heals people of what is called religious trauma. Now, I know a lot of people in the metaphysical community may have been raised within a, a religion, and then as they got older, they realized that actually that didn't feel right to them because perhaps there was fear and condemnation and guilt and various things that just didn't feel right. And so they got out of the religion and then started practicing uh, more of a metaphysical, spiritual path. And when they started doing that, often they, they didn't want to use the word God because it reminded them too much of their religious upbringing or Jesus or Holy Spirit. And they began using the word source. And what happens is that people walk away from that religion, from their religious upbringing, with a lot of trauma around religion. And that trauma often isn't healed, and it just remains there. And that actually remains as a block for the person to make a connection to the source, or what is actually called God. And so in Holy Fire Reiki, the energy itself actually helps to clear up religious trauma and then it strengthens your connection to the source, and you find that actually the word God no longer has that negative connotation anymore, or Jesus, or the Holy Spirit. And you're able to use them freely and have a much stronger experience of them than you did before. I think that's a really profound distinction to make, because I know that personally also I'm a yogi, and that many people have misconceptions about yoga as a religious practice and this type of thing. And yet, when you get right down to the very core, energy is energy is energy. And you can decorate it purple, and you can call it any name that you want, but at the very core of it, it's just energy. And um, I think we like to put certain decorations and boxes around things to make it palatable or understandable, and yet when we can get beyond that, beyond the Reiki, if you will, 
and just experience it as what it is without the judgment or the limitations that we put on it, or certainly the fears that we put upon it. We can each have our own individual experience with that energy that is beyond the cultural identification of what we might have thought it would have been. Yeah, absolutely. And um, even religious people are taking Holy Fire Reiki and they're just saying, wow, this gives me a direct experience of you know, what I'm supposed to be knowing about, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Now I feel very connected to them, whereas I didn't get that in church. So, um, you know, it's for everyone, whether a person has a religious background that they're connected to or not. Um, Holy Fire is there. You know, it, it all welcomes everyone, regardless of your belief. Well, I think that's also a nice a nice ex- experience as well that I certainly am doing Reiki with clients. They don't have to even know what's going on in order for them to feel the benefit of the energy in their own particular circumstance. Yes, yeah. They don't know about yeah. the symbols. They yeah. don't know about the lineage. They don't know about any of that. They're lying down. They're receiving. They're experiencing either in person or distance that energy being given to them, and they feel better. They feel happier. Pain is relieved. How does the holy fire work with distant healing? Well, you still use the um, Asui distant symbol, and you can send it at a distance to others, although it seems to work in a much more powerful way. (laughs) But, yeah, you can send the holy fire at a distance uh, for others. Excellent. Excellent, because I know that that's really a very powerful method as well to keep our people that we're working with not just in person but also around the world. And that would, I would assume, in continuation with working with the Reiki grids and with the peace grids when people are connecting these energies around the planet, the entire planet gets the upliftment whether they are practicing Reiki or not. Yeah, it's really wonderful in that way, and the Holy Fire works very well with the Reiki grids. So let's speak a little bit about what is the what is the personal responsibility of this new individual who is deciding to deepen their practice as a healer, as a teacher, as an experiencer. And because I know that for myself it's very it's the the lineage of any work that we do, it takes respect and responsibility and it does take a certain level of deep introspection to let go of those layers of our ego that can be very painful and can get in the way of us being effective communicators of, of source energy. Would you be able to address that for a moment, too, please? Yes. Um, well, the one thing that's very important is that Holy Fire uh, energy, Reiki, Holy Fire consciousness, always respects free will. So it's your choice. You can do whatever you want, and you're not going to find any resistance or condemnation from Holy Fire. It's whatever you want to do. But the thing is this, that the path of holy fire is a path of uh, constant evolution and development, and you do need to be willing to let go of things that are, are not compatible with the holy fire and to take you up into a higher dimension of consciousness. And so that's the commitment, is to be willing to let go. Now, the, the path of holy fire is actually a, a rather easy, gentle path because the energy is so strong, it makes the healing actually quite easy to experience. Um, It heals on a deep level, the level of the spirit, and in fact, people actually don't even know that they're being healed until they realize something, you know, significant has changed in their lives. And so it's healing at a, a core level, a very deep level, and the energy not only guides us, but it empowers us to do 
what it's guiding us to do. So we're not just told to do something and we have to go do it on our own, but we're told to do something and we're given the energy, the type of consciousness necessary to fulfill it. So let's say you need to do something. Let's say you're being guided to give a, a, a speech, you know, a talk in public, and you, you're afraid of that. Well, not only are you being uh, guided to do that, but you're given the energy, the confidence to actually stand before a group of people and talk so that it feels much more comfortable for you to do. So it's multidimensional, and it does give you the levels of consciousness necessary to do what you're guided to do. So in that way, it's, it's quite powerful. I think that's really very beautiful, and, and I love that the idea that it's gentle, that people can feel themselves easily moving from one stage to the next, because sometimes initiation can be challenging. Sometimes it can be difficult and fearful, and this can be a nice adjunct to allow people to continually to evolve into their next stage. One of the other things I think is, is also very powerful is that this idea of of giving Reiki a home, giving Reiki a center as it has become dispersed around the planet and has become embraced by so many different um, traditions now. What do you see um, as the next sort of evolution? What do you feel, what's tickling in the back of your mind as the horizon for where this energy is going to go? Well, I think one of the things that uh, is developing is an acceptance of all people, and uh, regardless of their religion or ethnic group or the type of spirituality that they practice, an open acceptance. And I think this is going to actually work its way into um, the traditional religion so that all religions will respect each other and not claim that they're the only correct one. And when that sort of thing begins to happen, there will be a tremendous shift in consciousness on the planet because one of the things that has held the planet back is the, the claim that each religion has that they are the only correct path for everyone and then to actually um, negate any other religious path that's coming from a negative source. So, uh, but that, I believe that's going to be released. That's going to be healed. That will be a tremendous healing and uh, it is in the works. I believe it is starting to take place. And that will join all the people of the world together. And all the spiritual forces will then be able to work as one. I think that you're, that you're right. As those, as those veils of duality go down, whether it's one religion to another, one culture to another, whether it's the concept of spirit and mind, even, even with science and spirituality, that these ideas of non-duality is really beginning to take hold and take root and to expand. Uh, William, I thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I hope that you'll come back on the show again. We definitely look to continue the conversation with Reiki with William Lee Rand. Paula, thank you very much for allowing me to be a part of your show and for continuing to be the voice of Reiki. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen, and thank you, William. This was absolutely fantastic, and I would love to have another show this the information and I have to throw something out there with very quickly before we go regarding uh, you know accept everyone the only real visitation that I have really felt f- from Jesus came a few months ago and it was in the early morning and he came and he just had open arms and the message I got was love everyone leave no one out love everyone and that goes right right there with that. And so I took it as continue to speak the language of love 
and carry on. And now this beautiful show. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, William. And thank you to all our listeners uh, for joining us. Have a beautiful day. Hugs and blessings to everyone. Thank you again for tuning into For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health.